Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years, decades of seeking, seeking what could create more ease in life and trying every modality possible. Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions. A mission to have conversations about what creates ease, what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health. Well, okay, cool. We're live on Facebook now. Hey, everybody. And um, welcome to episode five of True Mental Health. This is my dear friend, Dr. Janine Kraft. If you guys don't know me yet, I'm Crystal Crawford. And okay, so we got more clear today on what the hell this show is all about. Basically, what what we're looking at is what we want to do every week is we want to take a big psychological concept that a lot of us have grown up with and have learned as the way it is. And we want to actually look at, is it functional? And if it's not functional, then what else is truly possible? So that's the premise of the show as we understand it today. (laughs) And you and I were talking earlier and we were looking at something big. Bypassing. 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 Don't bypass. Don't be a bypass. Okay. So tell me, you tell me more about this because actually I did not know a lot about this word because I've been out of the loop for a really long time. And then somebody said, well, isn't that bypassing? And I'm like, what do you mean? So what, <laughs> tell me what the heck is this is. Yeah, I think I even said that to you in one of our sessions. I'm like, but maybe I'm bypassing and I really need to feel the pain. And yes. so what came up for me was kind of almost like this history of how we know psychology to be and, and feelings and whatnot. And so I was thinking about it. It's like the 70s, 80s. Therapy was not a thing. Like feeling your feelings was not a thing. It's like sweep it under the rug, just force on forward. And it was just not really talked about or it was really taboo if you had issues. Yeah. Then shift right into the 90s, maybe early 2000s, where now it was more acceptable. Here we have more mental health diagnoses, right? And so then the narrative became encouraging you to really feel your feelings. Like, Lean into the feelings, feel the pain, emote, express. Like, what does this mean? And do all. Right. And so that was this whole thing. Yeah. And I just kept getting really stuck when I was working with folks in this manner. I was like, this is, I part of it feels true. And then part of it is like sticking people. Like, part of it's disempowering them somehow. So that's where I got stuck and then came to you and access. And I'm like, what else is possible here? Okay, so this, so, okay, I'm going to, okay, will you guys all for, for forgive me and suspend my usage of the English language for a minute? Because, so the theory about bypassing is that in order to fully <laughs> handle something, you've got to feel all the way through it, process it completely, and then it's accomplished. Is that, would you say that's correct? Yeah, it's kind of like uncover every cavern, tavern, or whatnot. I mean, that's the whole thing in therapy, right? Is like you're looking for the why. Why did this happen? This is why you feel this way. The reasons and justifications really get clear on the why, and then you can move forward. 
then you're finally free to move forward once you've determined all of this. Okay. So let me ask you something. What have you found was like, if you could break it apart for yourself, like when you look at it, like are there parts of it that you know are true and parts that you just haven't been as functional from your point of view? Yeah, I'm getting that our, our bodies do feel right. I mean, like emotions come up, tears come up for a reason. So for my psychology world, they come up for a reason, like something is happening there. And yeah. I get that it's helpful to for our bodies to just release that. If we're energetic beings, then energy is moving through and allow things to pass. Where I got stuck was really making it significant or really having a story about, well, this is why I'm feeling this way. And so when I found access, when it was like, well, that's just a story or feelings could just be like weather, I, it just freed me up to not have to be stuck by them. Yeah. Well, what, to me, as you're talking, it's really cool to listen because what I get is probably there's a few key things that really change things for me. The first key thing was like, what's heavy for you is not true for you. And what's light for you is true for you, which honestly is like the very, very first thing I was ever introduced to with access consciousness and continues to be the thing that is the most relevant. Um, because I was also raised, I think I've said this before in a family of like, basically she was like a mental health junkie while being one of the most codependent people on the planet. And I love my mother. She's, she's created so much for me, but we were really doing a lot of codependency while being addicted to this concept of mental health. And one of the things she would always say is you have to, in order to fully handle something, you have to feel your feelings. You've got to ask for your needs to be met. You've got to sweep your side of the street, you know? And so this, but where it always really stuck me was the, the feel my feelings part, because I had this ability to, make another choice fairly quickly. So it's like, if we were, I don't know, if we had like that, that concept, at least in my family, the way it got played out was that we would get stuck in the past. So if we mm -hmm. didn't resolve something, so if something occurred and we didn't go through that entire process, then that thing was unresolved. And that just carried forward into the future to where we just had a whole stack load of things that according to this principle were like unresolved. And so every single time that my mother, you know, when my mom wanted to talk to me, she wanted to bring up the past to resolve these things, but there was no resolution to them because they occurred. What happened happened. And now we were in a new moment. And I finally just had to say to her in order to make things functional. And this is really why I was taking this there. It's like, is it functional in order to make things functional with her? And I, I had to finally go, look, I'm willing to talk to you but you can't continue to bring up the past because I can't do anything about the past. I can't change it. I don't remember it. Um, I, I don't function in that way where I can actually recount it and rehash it. So if you have to keep doing that every single time we talk, that simply just doesn't work. So I will continue to talk with you and be friends with you if you can start from now. Can you do that? And, and that was just, I mean, gosh, that blends boundaries and, you know, including yourself and all these other massive conversations in one thing. But um, I was told that I was wrong for not feeling, but what I ended up finding out was that that ability to really just move on, literally just move on into the next choice, it actually created so much ease. And what I discovered for some people, it was, was that was the ease that they didn't want to have. And so that to me was always the interesting thing of like, you don't want that ease. You want to, you need to be here and the pain and the feelings and all of that stuff. I don't even know where I'm going with any of this. I get 
Well, what is that? Because I'm kind of looking at like part of like when you're talking, like it's like people get stuck in the loop of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, because it's like your mom, like keep going back to the past. It's like it can never be solved. Right. There's something that it's like that's the lie there. Yeah. Well, you did this. Well, you did this. And I'm like, so we're into and and then when I when I got to access consciousness and we started talking about distractor implants, one of the distractor implants, well, there's 24 of them. One of them was relationship. And and the premise is if you're in a distractor implant, you're literally in something you can't solve. And so that's what was occurring with this method, with this needing to resolve things. It put us into this endless loop of like there was no resolution of like, well, I felt this way. Well, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, but then you did this. And right. so it was just this like endless, like um, really blame game, I guess, that never went anywhere. And I know that's not everybody's dynamic. That's not every single situation. Um, but there's something with that, because the thing that's coming up is, especially when I recently listened to the feelings telecall with Gary Douglas about him saying something about like, you can't challenge a feeling. And I was like, whoa, kind of like what you're saying here, right? Where it's like, if someone says, well, I feel this way. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, you know, please forgive me. I'm sorry. It's like, well, that's not enough. I feel this way. And it's yeah, like, well, I still don't feel loved. My mom's thing was like, well, I don't feel loved. And I'm like, how am I supposed to? So I, as a kid, right. I would go after trying to make her feel in the way that she wanted to feel. Uh, and I know we're sort of rabbit trailing from bypassing, but it's like, but I could never accomplish it. And that was mm-hmm. what I found with all of these conversations around, you know, don't bypass it, handle it. I'm like, well, what exactly are we handling? What is it mm-hmm. that handling means? What does it mean to you? And what does it mean to me? And, you know, when I started kind of looking at that objectively with my mom, let's use her. She's here. Um, <laughs> um, when I started to look at what that truly meant, like strip back the emotions of it, strip back the making it personal. I was like, well, what handling it means to her is that I feel the pain of what I did to her. Mm-hmm. If I'm willing to feel the pain of what I did to her, then she feels like it's handled. And I was like, is that something I'm willing to deliver? And I'm like, it isn't. So that doesn't work for me. But that's the conversation that I could never have in therapy because that because the right way to do something was to go into the feelings of the other person so that they felt supported, so that they so that they knew you cared, all of this proof of caring that totally like destroyed me in some way it was this really unfunctional thing in terms of like being me yeah yeah well i'm getting like when you start to like look at the feelings and extrapolate and especially the way psychology talks about it is then you like i said kind of have to come to reasons why come to conclusions we have to judge why we're feeling a certain way right there's all this story around it that then like, what is that? Is it made yeah. up? Like what, cause who could even say that that's right or that's exactly what it is. But to me, it just like creates this kind of energetic jail cell for ourselves when we're just kind of trying to understand something. And I know you've talked about this in the past, like, and I, I'm still, I don't still totally get that. Cause I'm like, I'm always right. It's coming from the therapist point of view. I need to understand where they're functioning from. And what did you say about like, when you're trying to understand something? Well, you have to stand under it. You have to become it. But I think there's this really interesting like galomp that occurs with understanding and caring because I mean, it did in my Mm -hmm. world anyway, because the truth about me as a being, for example, is that I care 
I just care. I just am that. I don't have to try, try. I just am it. It's natural for me. And what, what I kept running into with, with different people was like, well, I need you, I don't feel like you care and I need you to prove that you care. And that, that was always where I was like, how do I do? It would send me into this twist where I had to like, I had to twist myself out of existence in order to figure out what would make them feel a certain way. And if we do kind of circle back around to what you were talking about with Gary Douglas and the feelings telecall, which is this incredible online class you guys can take with Gary Douglas called feelings. He stated in there and it was challenging, but he stated it. He's like, feelings are what other people do to control you. Yeah. That blew my head open, but <laughs> it's very confronting. It's super confronting. I am a, I am a former feelings addict. I love feelings. I love to control. So those two things went really <laughs> it's a good thing for me. And I, you know, we, we, anyway, all the well, goes with that. And everything that we talked about, I think what really brought us to the idea of the show, which is just kind of like, what have we been taught? And then we're, yeah. not, we haven't even been taught to question it. And then you hear no. something like what Gary Douglas says, you're like, what? I'm sorry, what? Wait, what? <laughs> it's this totally other thing. Yeah. And so when I started to look at it as, is this even true? Like, what is this? What it, I started to notice where when I would do feelings, I was literally trying to control the other person into doing what I want. So if I, yeah. you know, put it in the context of my relationship, whenever I go into a massive amount of feelings, I'm always doing it because he's not doing what I want him to do. Always, 100% of the time. Or he's done something that I didn't like that I wished he wouldn't do. It's never not that, <laughs> yeah. you know, if I, if I go into hurt or anger or, you know, any of those common relationship feelings, it's always because of, well, that's not what I wanted him to do. So, so I had to examine myself first. And then when I started to extrapolate that out into other people doing feelings, I would look at it from that point of view and go, yeah, they're so my mom, you know, she totally wanted to control how she was cared about. And, you know, I mean, there's all these different conversations you can have about that with like, can you actually be what they need, what they think they need? Let's say, let's say need isn't even real, which is a huge conversation in and of itself, but let's just say it isn't real. If they think it's real, is it possible I could be that for them? There's always a possibility I could be something for somebody that maybe I hadn't considered being before. Absolutely. But if I have, but I have to include myself in that conversation and go, does it work for me? Does that work for me? Instead of I have to do it because they feel this mm -hmm. way. And that's me not bypassing the situation, which then forces me to start doing something that absolutely doesn't work for me when I don't even ask, does this work for me? You know? Yeah. And it's like, then when do you even know when you're not bypassing? Because it's kind of like from this idea of like, don't really? bypass, feel. It's like, well, how do you know that you've fully gotten over something you fully right. moved on it's like yeah. it could be never ending like how much judgment do you have to use in order to determine whether you've bypassed or not bypassed mm -hmm. to me that's the relevant conversation in anything that we talk about is like if you have to use judgment in order to determine something to me that's what renders that concept unworkable because in order to judge, you have to then become not you. So this is something I started to look at, Janine. I don't know how we've looked at this, but I was like, do I as a natural being, just as me with no fetters, no considerations, do I judge? No, I can. I can. And most of the time I'm going to judge me. 
Yeah. But is that when I'm being me, like if I'm out in nature and I'm with the trees, do I judge? No. Why? Because I just don't do that. I don't even understand judgment. I don't even get why people do it. It like twists me constantly, you know? Um, well, and that's really coming down to the idea of like, keep coming back to being an infinite being, what an infinite right. judge and like truly if we're one with nature and whatnot. No. And what I hear a lot is folks saying, well, no, I'm, I, I'm, like I am judgmental. I'm judgmental. Yeah, of course. Or yeah. Whatever, right? Because it's like they're hearing it in their head. And I yep. think this is like part of the thing where we're taught like all our thoughts are ours, all our emotions are ours, and you need to own it, take responsibility take for it. Take responsibility for the fact that you're doing that, it. Right? Yeah. And yep. you need to extrapolate and look at that. And never are we taught, well, am I just tuning into something or am I aware of other people's judgments? And if we never question that, then here we are trying to do all this work so we don't bypass and then what does that create but keep us just like stuck twirling around so i think oh man it's so good because it's like this is where the conversations of access are just so other it's like okay so yeah. let's look at something that's not even in the line of the train of thought here right let's just go over here over into left field for a second what if none of that's yours yeah i mean that just takes it i think that's why i can't even remember the word bypassing because now i've been like marinating myself in all of this other for like nine or 10 years. And I'm like, well, I say I'm a judgmental person. Like that's a fact. Is that light or heavy? That's the first place I go to. When I say that, when I think that about myself, does that make me lighter or does that make me heavier, heavier? That means it's not true. Oh, oh, well then if I'm not a judgmental person, then what is true? That right there is like instant shift because once you start to acknowledge what's true, so let's say, so once you start to acknowledge that that's heavy, it's like, oh, that's not true. Everything starts to shift and then you can start to go, well, if I'm not a judgmental person, then what am I? What, what's true for me? Like, yeah, the, I, it's like I can't get away from light and heavy on these conversations because that's like your first indicator that a, a, a place that you're going with something is accurate for you or not. Yeah. But we're not taught that, right? In no. this reality, we're taught, like, learn from the doctor, or learn from the expert or whatever, and like, not yeah. to trust you and what, <clears throat> what else you know is possible. And so it's kind of like, here, and I think that's where this whole thing with the show is like, well, no one's questioning what we've been taught, mm -mm. right? It's just like, people are just blindly buying it. And because we've been taught it for so long, and especially me, like deep diving into therapy and whatnot, and that whole thing that there's almost like the cognitive dis dissonance that comes up, right? Where it's like, I've, I'm taught one thing and this is what my ego buys to be true. And then I have an awareness of, well, something's off about that, you know, to actually really question, is that true for me? Or it's just like, just because a broad spectrum of people have bought into it and like a whole, you know, this whole field teaches yeah. this. How yeah. could I know something else is possible? This is where then like we go into like the doubt. Doubt. That. Mm -hmm. Doubt. Yeah. Well, how are you navigating? Because I know doubt has been an energy that for you, how are you navigating doubt right now with in your world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was really huge when a few times I think you, you just even brought it up to me where you're like, you do doubt really dynamically. And I'm like, do doubt? What do you mean? I just like, no, I should, like, I doubt, like I just, I've caught. And so I think that's, what's also contributed to me doing a lot of seeking outside of myself yeah. um, until I was like, oh wait, no, I can know, I can know what's inside of me and what is true for me. And the biggest shift, the biggest gift has been 
learning and access that it's not real. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wait a second. No, doubt's real. Like I have low self-esteem or whatever psychology will yeah, say, yeah, you know, yeah. I need more experience or whatever. And when you're like, doubt's not real. I'm like, doubt. I'm like, oh, what is that? But doubt's just in place to keep you small and playing small and not choosing to fully access you because then what would that create? And I'm just yeah. so aware when I start to like choose more of that, how then it is confronting and reflects to other people where they're not choosing it. And it's like, mm-hmm. you notice how you feel mm-hmm. that energy and then you start to like shrink down yourself. It's like, no, I should do doubt because doubts, doubts what we do, right? Don't be too, that's what we do. Yeah. Don't be too right over whatever that is. So I think just not seeing it as real. Cause I, I sense like for you, it's like, it hasn't, or at least in the time that we've been really working yeah. together, I don't see it come up in your world really. So like, what no, in fact, I was, I think, we t- yeah, I think I, anyway, I talked about this somewhere else, but I was last year or something. My team was like, I was saying, what can I do my show on? And they were like, well, do a show on doubt. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> can you remind me of like what you're doing doubt about? Cause I literally couldn't remember the sensation of doubt. And then I was getting ready for the show and I watched a video of mine like three years ago or something. And the whole conversation was about doubt and I'd been doubting myself. And I was like, wow, I really used to do that. And so I still don't know if I can pinpoint when that changed for me, but there was somewhere in there where I recognized that, you know, I was either going to continue to play in, um, I don't know how to put this. I, I guess I guess what I recognized is that my internal life was still very tumultuous. And it was tumultuous because I I wasn't actively curiously questioning things. I was like skeptical of my own choices, skeptical of my own instincts, like mm. suspicious of my own everything. And so if it was coming from me, it was suspicious, right? If it was coming from me, um, I had to really look at it. And, and it took me years and years and years to kind of get all the way underneath that and really look at the judgment I had of myself that was creating all of that stuff up top of doubt, you know, because that's really what it is. It's like deep down somewhere. We just we just think that we're faulty, you know. So that took me a while. But like, I guess what changed the doubt for sure was like, I got tired of being conflicted all the time. And I recognized, because I kept hearing an access consciousness of like, you can ask a question and get awareness. And I would hear Gary Douglas talk about having a yes, no reality of like, well, is it yes or no? And I'm like, wow, it really is that simple. So I would keep hearing this, keep hearing this. I was still conflicted. And one day, whenever that changed, I was like, I'm having a yes, no reality, whatever it takes. Like, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired of always wondering if I'm doing the right thing. I'm tired of always. Mm. It's really that I'm tired of always wondering whether I'm doing the right thing. There is no right. And there is no wrong. At some point I'm either going to have to choose that or continue to struggle. And I'm just done struggling. And so I didn't have any proof that a yes, no reality would work. And I guess that's the, the where we want to go with this show is like what really works. But I saw other people choosing it and they seemed happy. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to risk, <laughs> I'm going to risk that, well, what I'm doing is not creating that level of happiness. So that's for sure. Yeah. So what if there is another demand I can make of myself <clears throat> and another way of functioning that I can choose to practice and cultivate that, you know, would expose me to that level of ease and that level of happiness. And I think that's where this is 
most confronting, I guess, this conversation, because it does really make you different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm getting that like the whole presupposition of bypass is that life has to be hard or there's right. something underneath it where it's like it needs to be hard to be worthy or, or valuable or like to do the work and to, pr to prove that you've done the work even. Yeah. You know, we I have to do the work and I do a lot of one on one sessions, too, just like you. And, you know, I'm like, well, what does that mean? Do the work? You know, what if the work was practicing being an infinite being? Would you be willing to do that work? Oh, uh, well, you know, I mean, and that's where some of this stuff takes you and goes, wait, what do you mean? I'm like, exactly, exactly. What do I mean? Yeah. What is that? You know? Um, well, and I'm just getting now, it's like, you know, just all, even the times when I was doing my own personal therapy, how I would just be so drained afterwards or oh so, God. I mean, there'd yeah. be some times where I, I felt better, like, cause there was like the dump or the release, but there are just other times I was like, not functional afterwards. Like just, I, I just, I need to go like lie in the corner in the fetal position. And I thought that that was right. Yeah. Right? I'm doing the work. Yeah. I'm not bypassing. I'm healing whatever. Well, and also so from that, the and that, that were broken. But that's so true. Yeah. So there was this, also this sense of reward from like doing the work of mm. like, I'm so drained. I did therapy of like, you're right. Oh, you're it. right. You're such a good, deep person, right? There was, there's all this social reward for doing yeah. the work. Yeah. I'm and wondering. Then, <laughs> and then, I mean, and then, and then I found out that with access consciousness, like you could just change things without any significance. And I'm like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Like, is that, does that, I mean, that works. It does work. I'm experiencing it working. It's working. And, you know, for me, then the detox was like of all the friggin' significance that I'd given every single part of the process of like, you mean yeah. things can just melt out of your world and you don't even have to cry about it. And it's not that I don't cry. It's like, like you said earlier, it's like bodies cry, bodies feel. But what I started to get was like bodies feel like it rains, like it thunderstorms and then it changes, like it yeah. thunderstorms and then it changes. And anything beyond that is like this looping and that's a whole other conversation. But, um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Cause I was just thinking <clears throat> now comparing my therapy experience to then like facilitation type sessions, especially with you and whatnot, it's just kind of like, Oh, okay. I can just all of a sudden I'm space because now I'm getting to what really is the energy or what I'm looking at rather than all these other tangled up in the feelings, yes. trying to organize the feelings as if they are a real thing to be organized. Yes. And like you said, as still like when we get to that energy, then tears do come, right? And so it's like a but it's instant. It's like it's yeah. tear. I mean, I have gone through some really huge changes where it's like a whole the whole day my body's just like so mm -hmm. that occurs. It's like, um, but yeah, but it's fast and the change. And then you're like, okay, well then what can I choose next? It like renders you functional rather than non-functional, which I think is yes. what you were saying with the therapy is like you'd be non-functional for a day or two after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because huh. I was like stuck stuck in the loop or stuck in the, I mean, I guess what we've talked about a lot with psychology, like there are like truths with lies attached where it's just yeah. like, like they get part of it, but then something is not, not Somebody's totally not. functional. Something's not like, and that's where I'm like, what else is possible? And so then after access sessions, I'm like, Oh, I'm light. I'm space. I'm excited to work. Maybe there are other times where I'm just like, Oh, that was a lot, but totally. I, it's different. You know, it's different. It's different. And it's like, I'm still doing the work, you know, what I mean? like if I even have to call it that, I mean, it's like almost like I feel the need to say like, you know what I mean? And is that the old programming of like, no, this is still work. Well, what I find funny about it for me, and I see it with you too, is like, it doesn't feel like work. It's just like, yeah, 
it's almost this fascination of like, well, what's really true here? Like, if this isn't true, what's true? And then what, I want more of this. Like, I want, that's how I feel about all, And I've been doing this for almost 10 years and I still have that addiction to like that pull forward into like um, cultivating, I guess, more of this being me, like actually being me instead of doing all these other things that I was told were right. And maybe that's the whole conversation mm -hmm. of like, mm -hmm. if bypassing wasn't the right way to be, and you could look at, is it contributing to making your life more functional, more ease, more space? Um, if you could just look at it different, you know, what would be possible? What el what other ways of, of choosing and functioning are there? And that that's the thing that just keeps drawing me forward constantly of like, I'll discover I'm doing something that's totally non-functional or creating conflict. And I'm like, well, that's terrible. What, <laughs> what else is possible? But what else is possible keeps drawing me forward, yeah. you know, by discovering the things that don't work as well or, or more, the more that I want to have in my life. And so it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm like, I'm really so grateful we are having these conversations because <clears throat> I'm like really getting like, <clears throat> now is the time, like, now is really the time for people. See, apparently something wants to come out. Something wants to come out. Don't yeah. mind that. But in the sense of like 2020 and beyond has really afforded us all these kind of awakenings, changing yeah. where people yeah. are making huge changes and looking at this stuff, looking at yeah. things differently. So I'm kind of like ride that wave of really questioning the things you've been taught because is it true for you? Does it work for you? And if it doesn't, what else is possible? You don't have to follow along with what people have decided. You can yeah. create more ease. And that just has totally freed me up. Yeah. Yeah. So just to wrap it up, I mean, I would really encourage you. I'm probably going to encourage you in every show to really continue to look at what makes you lighter and more spacious and what makes you heavier, including yeah. feelings, any set of feelings, any thought, any point of view, any concept that creates more of a sense of heaviness in your world or intensity like that is is not actually true for you and i know this is it flies in the face of everything you've been taught with psychology because all the feelings conversations um, but play with it and see what happens if you go looking for the choices and the people and the directions that actually give you a sense of ease and joy and glory your life will always get greater. And so, you know, what would it take this week to really start practicing that in a different way and really starting to look for the things that contribute that energy to your world and notice the things that don't and start to wonder about it a little bit more. And on that note. Okay. We love you guys so much. We're going to get intro and outro recorded this week. And we're going to be official on podcast land starting mm -hmm. next week. So you guys have been a part of creating this and we're so grateful. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yay. We'll see you guys. Next Bye everyone. Week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave us a review or share it with someone you know would benefit until next time.